Well, hello there, and welcome back to episode eight of the Master Brief Podcast. I'm a little under the weather this week, so we'll likely have a shorter and more concise episode, but we do want to discuss the happenings and announcements that occurred during the finals of last weekend's HCS Championship. We're going to give Halo 5 a happy birthday, and we dig into the one area of Halo that 343 and even Bungie seem to have abandoned. And once again, we'll cap off the episode with another round of Halo 20 questions, but this time, I'll be joining in the fun. But as always, before we get into the news, I want to say thank you for dropping in to check out the podcast. My name is War, and I'm once again joined by my fellow Spartans, Conquest. Hello. And Famine. How's it going? Okay, so, I mean... Halo News has been at a standstill, and I'm assuming it is because they are, like, dead quiet going for this winter update prepping. So really the only thing we have to talk about is the HCS. Luckily, there was some news that stemmed from that last weekend. So just starting with the general news, year one of the pro scene for Halo Infinite is now concluded with Optic Gaming being crowned the champions. Famine, you called this weeks ago. How do you feel about that? Did you do any betting? Uh, I did not do any betting. I should have. You, you uh, but really I, I feel like the odds were so in optics favor that I, I probably wouldn't have even won any money. Yeah, I mean, it was good news for them. Um, it was a million dollar tournament, correct? They got a million for winning. I, I, believe. I believe so. That sounds right. I think it was, which you know is crazy. I want to. So before we get into the other stuff, I don't have this on my notes, but I want to. I want to review it. The ending to that tournament was a little fishy. Uh, you had Cloud9 versus Optic, and Cloud9, you know, they, they had to win twice. So they essentially won one series, and then they just got stomped in that second series to a level that was like, it was like they weren't even playing the first time. Like, it doesn't, it was like a whole different team, but it was the same people. I don't understand how that happens. Unless, like, the HCS coordinators were like, hey, let's drag this out, you know. We can't have you guys just come in, win in four games. Then, you know, nobody's even going to get their Twitch drops because it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seemed very strange. To the point where I was, like, rooting for Cloud9, and I was like, well, they're going to pull it out. This is awesome. I had no reason to because I think they are like a... uh, I don't follow a lot of the pro teams. I don't know a lot about them, honestly. I knew Optic was, like, a big dog going in. You know, they have Lucid. But... From everything I've seen, like Cloud9 is actually like the Halo esports team, have been for years. So what I was thinking was they were the underdog, but maybe they weren't. I don't know. I don't know enough about the scene. I mean, they, they made a heck of a loser's bracket run. I will say that. I just don't know. Like I said, though, it seemed it seemed very strange, the dynamic between the first series of the championship and the second. Uh, that is odd to me. I don't know if there was any kind of weird pulled punches going on but you know it is what it is obviously congratulations to them a million dollars that's sweet i don't know how much each of them are going to see of that money but the drama is what i really want to talk about that came out of that so before we get to that round um obviously we had a game ascend versus e united and there were some technical difficulties so a player on ascend reported he was experiencing freezing and his audio stopped working completely. He couldn't hear his teammates. He couldn't hear the game. At the time that he reported to the officials, the game was tied 7-7, and it was game five of their series. So the Ascend players stopped playing because, you know, it was tie game so early in the game they're thinking they're going to restart it, you know? 
the admins didn't stop the game and they awarded the win to E United. In a long tweet, Ascend team member Respectful said, My teammate's game was constantly freezing and his audio stopped working at gate at 7-7 game 5. The admins awarded the win to E United with us being unable to play the game. It was 3v4 and the issues were raised immediately. The admins still issued the win without us being able to play game 5. This is our livelihoods and it's absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe what I had just witnessed. This is the biggest load. This is the biggest load of shit I've seen in my entire life. Unacceptable isn't the word. I've never seen this happen in my life. Seen full replays of somebody's equipment stop working several times just over the course of Halo Infinite. I honestly can't believe this. We didn't even get to play game five and they were awarded the win for free. I'm at a loss for words. Literally took the admin's word who was flustered and said he didn't even see any issues. Shout out to E United for not replaying too when asked if they wanted to. Bad sportsmanship isn't the word. We are all the same and we do the same thing, so imagine if it were you. By the way, they swapped out the faulty PC after that series. Obviously very passionate, very heated. Long tweet, I think that was like four or five tweets long. It is their livelihoods. I'm not 100% sure where I stand on this. We'll get into what the HCS responded with, but the fact that it was so early in the game at game five, tied, I don't see why they wouldn't just stop it and shut it down if it was raised immediately. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know how I feel about it. They should have. In my opinion, they should have. Like, even if they would have ended up losing or ended up winning, as someone on the opposing team, you know, it's easy to be sitting on the sidelines saying, well, I would have replayed for dignity. You know, you got a million dollars on the line. I don't know if it would have. If you thought there was even a chance that you're going to lose, but it is, it does seem cheap, you know, from, from people on the outside looking in, it's like, dude, that is, you should have just replayed. If you were confident in your ability, you would have replayed them. Yeah, but part of me is like, it, none of this is on their opponents, right? Because their opponents have, they don't Zero really control. have an idea of what's going on on the other team's side, right? I mean, they're they're in, they're on that stage together, but... They have no idea what's going on behind those screens. True, but they so Ascend did stop playing. So there's there's footage. Of, they just they're just standing there. They're clearly DC'd, right? They're just their their Spartans are standing there. They put the controllers down. They're not playing. They should have known something's up and like looked over to see what was happening, right? But they didn't. Like in a million dollar tournament, you gotta know something's up. Yes, I I don't really fault them. I fault the HCS. I think someone panicked. Some, one of the officials panicked, didn't know what to do. You know, you got all these people watching, and they were just like, no, they played out. Yeah, it should have been shut down. Yeah, I, it should have. So the HCS responded to it, and they stated, regarding Ascend versus E United, during Game 5, a player on Ascend caused a disconnect of his own headset. That seems strange, right? So they're already pinning it on him. I don't know, but I'll continue. The players were instructed to continue playing while the referee supported the player in troubleshooting. The players on Ascend stopped playing and went on to lose the game. So they did stop playing. They were instructed to keep playing. But at that high level, I do understand communication super high. And if if you can't hear like footsteps and stuff in your headset, even, you know, in social games, it makes a big difference. But per section 12E and D of the HCS handbook, in the event of an issue, players are expected to immediately raise their concerns and continue to play their match unless otherwise instructed by the referees. Situations in which administrations may deem the game restart to be appropriate include but are not limited to 
a critical malfunction of a provided equipment or the occurrence of a major bug. Because this was a player caused issue, a restart was not appropriate and the results of the game are final. That's kind of fair to a degree, I suppose, if that is written in the handbook that they say you're still going to play. Now, I do think it gives an unfair advantage to the other team still. And it really does seem like they're trying to cover themselves. But they finished the, the tweet by stating, Regarding the claims of a malfunctioning PC, the referees were, were made aware of this after the players stopped playing and stood up. As a result, the administration was unable to verify these claims. As is common practice, the administration swapped the PC despite the unverified claims out of an abundance of caution. So, whose side are we picking here? For me, I can't, I can't really pick a side. I kind of want to stay out of it because I can see multiple different versions of what went down coming out. It could have been exactly like HCS said, where it was a disconnected headset. That one's a little harder for me to believe than the player was experiencing issues in game. I've never had an audio bug in game on Infinite, but of course we're not playing on PCs, we're playing on Series X, which evidently has a lot less issues than PC for Halo Infinite. True. Uh, here's my thing. If I'm going to try to look I at mean, it from all uh, sides. Okay. Yeah, you, you go ahead, Conquest, and then I'll, I'll chime in. Regardless of any problem in pro gaming, whether it be some kind of malfunction, audio disconnection, lagging, anything like that, from other games in pro leagues that I've seen, PUBG, Call of Duty, you name it, it if somebody raises their hand or lets the person know behind them, the ref or administrator or whatever, it's shut down. They freeze the entire thing, and it gets reset regardless of what it is. It gets checked out right away. Um, yeah. yeah. This is it. Even if it was like, even if it was like, oh, we're sore losers. We're getting beat 45 to 10. Well, it's like check faking it out an injury. Like, oh, it's like faking an injury. Yeah, it's going to get checked out. It's going to get checked out that, oh, they, it turns out, oh, they were sore losers, and there is nothing wrong. But it still gets checked out. We're talking about a million-dollar tournament, and the refs and the people in control are not monitoring and and checking out if their stuff is working. Yeah, they're, they're, honestly, they should treat it like a sports event. Like something, someone raises their hand it's for e, any reason. It's e-sports. You e blow sports. the whistle. Like they should have whistles. Like blow the whistle and everything stops. You hear that whistle? It's hands off controllers or keyboards, yeah. whatever you're using. It should be yeah. that way. Um, and if it if it comes if it comes out that they faked that or over exaggerated the issue or whatever, they they're disqualified. Get, that player should maybe maybe not even disqualification. Well, they get docked. I've they seen get where fined. they've been docked. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Do they fine. get like either kicked off of the team? So it's like a three v four. In this situation, I would say it's either a three v four or uh, they get docked points, whatever it may be. But it is. Unbelievable to me. Almost, I cannot believe. Actually, I can believe because it's Halo. <laughs> and that's what's crazy about it, that this does not happen anywhere else. Where if there's a problem where I'm not hearing audio or we can't play the game. Or your teammates. I wasn't hearing his teammates. Yeah, we, yeah I can't hear my teammates. But I have no idea what's going on. Like, I get and, it. Yeah, you can still play. And my whole team but... stops. The team stops playing, and we're all just kind of chilling. Like, hey, there's a problem, obviously. Okay, let's chill out. They're coming over and checking it out. And they kill us 10 times real quick, and we're like, what's going on? I mean, 
come on like this is a pro thing yeah i would feel super slighted if i was this end i think that's a terrible section in the handbook like i said if the players do raise their concern immediately which it says they did and they said that they did the admins like you said should stop the game like immediately yes you're going to run run into situations where maybe somebody was losing a gunfight by a shot or two and if you put controllers down immediately it's like okay shields will be reset you know what i mean i get that but it's such high level play with such high level skill level players i think the better team is going to win regardless of the reset if you're sitting at a tie at the beginning of the game 7-7 i would feel slighted if i was ascend if i was e united i don't know i would feel dirty for winning that fight or winning that series or at least that yeah, game Here's what I'll say. But I understand it, too, because it's, it's like yeah, you got a I million like... dollars on the line. It wasn't my right. fault. You know what I mean? Sorry. Right. Yeah. It, it's like this. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't feel great about it because if I'm the winning team and the other team had problems and they let it, the ref know or the administrators know and they did nothing, yeah, I feel bad. But we won, so it is what it is. The thing is, it, it, it's all on HCS because it shouldn't have got to that point. Whether it was a 20 to 15 lead or a 10 to 10 tie or whatever it was, it should have been stopped and it should have been fixed and then restarted that, that round. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is, I think it's on HCS. Yes, they baked that, that section into the handbook, but I think that needs updated majorly. Um, like I said, E United, yeah, it probably feels dirty, but at the same time, you got a million dollars on the line. You're going to keep yeah, playing. It's like, oh, it's fine. You're you're in the championship, but uh, your right click is not working. Yeah, so it's it's weird. It's it's sad that that was the most exciting thing to me that came out of that whole tournament, and uh, people were not happy about it. And he, I mean, Conquest not even knowing what was going into it. I mean, he was he's passionate about it. No, that that's BS. That is total BS. I I understand. Being on both sides of it, I totally understand. And even the the winning team should have just came out and said, "Yeah, it should have been stopped." But we won; we can't take that away. Like looking back now, but yeah, it should have been stopped. We don't want to win that way. That's what I would have said after we won. And right now, I would have came out. The captain yeah, of that but team I think the problem come out and say, "Hey, that's not that that shouldn't have went down like that." I think if the they reason can't play against us. Um, respectful is coming out against United saying that's bad sportsmanship was after they had given them the win for game five, the officials did ask United if they wanted to replay that match and not count it or count it as the win. And they said, no. Yeah. What kind of decision is that? That you're putting it on us now. No. Yeah. It, 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 hey, you can't give me the decision to say, Hey, you want to go to the next round to win a million dollars? Are you out? Uh, or do you want to well, risk it? Double or nothing. It's like, Hey, oh. we, we won. And yeah, something must, must have been messed up. Might have been messed up, but we won. You guys, the reps, the people in charge of this thing, should have stopped it. We didn't know. We're not in pro events. You're not allowed to look around. Yeah, you're not allowed to look around. And and even if you could look around, you don't see their screens. All you see is what you see on your screen. Yeah, yeah. They they really should never have been given the option if if they wanted to replay that. They should have been told either way. We're not replaying yep. it, or they are. There's yep. you don't give you don't give the opponent the choice. Yeah, you're the leadership. It's your tournament. You're the HCS, right? You either say it's one way it, or the what other. What if it was a championship? What if it was a championship? Oh, I guarantee they would they would have stopped it. They would have had to have. If they didn't, 
Oh boy. I think that would have been a bad look on the on the organization as a whole. And it might be a, a bad look on the organization as a whole anyway. I mean, if that happened to me, our team worked our, our butts off to get into that tournament and to get there to go for that. And then something like that happened to us. You get out on a technicality. Yeah, I'd say, all right, I'm done with Halo. I'll go play the next year of Call of Duty and try to get into those tournaments. You know, forget Halo. If that's how it's going to be, this is, this is how it's going to be ran. I'll go play a different game. You know what I mean? There's other games out there. So I guess we can uh, mark that off the list. Is there anything that they can do right <laughs> in Halo? Here's the thing. This thing was being broadcast. The audio issue, yeah, that sucks. But you can still play the game. And I think you should have raised your hand and said, hey, you know, but I would have kept. I w- Surely they have a representative on their team, like a referee behind them. Like, hey, this is messing up. Instead of just putting my controller down, I'm still looking at the screen trying to play and trying to, you know, gauge stuff myself. I'm not just outright stopping. It's a publicized thing, right? Everybody screens, you know, it was a big Twitch tournament. Twitch had it a production where they could switch screens. They should have been able to verify if his computer was was freezing and stuff. It should have been easily noticeable, right? You should see if there's skipping happening, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so along with all that drama, there were a few little announcements that popped up during the tournament. There were a new pair of shoes announced by Adidas called the Halo Infinite NMD V3s. They're like a light blue and a gray. They have like a little, I guess his name is Lumu, AI companion on the tongue. They look okay. Honestly, they just look like, you know, a pair of like classic looking Adidas. I don't know. I don't think I want them. Typically, I would buy them, but they're blue. They don't even look. They don't. They don't look Halo. You know what I mean? Like I can own those, and nobody will know that they're Halo. I'm somebody. I bought like the old. There was like a pair of. I forget who made them. Maybe Globe, like skate Halo shoes when Halo when three four three first took them over. I have those like boxed somewhere, but they look like Halo. These just don't. They don't look like Halo. I'm not interested. And the other announcement was this was like the only other kind of big announcement, but. I don't think it was that big because I don't think there's that big of a section of the fan base anymore to be excited about it. There was another Halo book announced called Epitaph. It seems to be focusing on the Didact. Obviously, the title of the book is a callback to the Halo 3 map that we talked about and rated. I think you guys rated it like a D or something. I liked it. My thing is, do we think continuing to lean into the storyline of the Forerunners is the correct choice for the narrative of like Halo lore at this point? I thought we had moved past that. I thought they they noticed, okay, Halo 4 was okay. Halo 5, train wreck, story-wise. People seem to like the Banish. Let's focus on the Banish. We've seen success with like that story arc. People love Atriox, and they love all that stuff. Are we going to fall back on these, like the Forerunners, like with the weird names and all that stuff? Is that really the direction that we think we should take with the narrative? Or do you think it's a bad call? I don't think that's the direction... We need to be going in. I always liked the Forerunners as more of this like mysterious entity, like the precursors, you know. And well, the precursors are a thing too. Now they're um, the mysterious thing. Yeah, just I don't know. The the problem is they didn't handle it correctly. Like I agree, they should have been this mysterious thing, but making it so that humanity had met them before, you know, and had fought them before, and all this stuff, it just. It kind of took the magic away from them. Like, they're not exciting anymore. And the way 
they were written and how their structure was. It was confusing. Like it was super like Halo's always been sci-fi, but it's understandable sci-fi, right? It's it 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 leans on a lot of tropes. Like you you got bad aliens and you got super soldiers and you got essentially zombies, but it's all like it never gets too weird. It almost feel Forerunners almost feel arcadey. I don't know how to put it, but it, it feels that way. Well, they're super, I don't, they just like super, super deep into sci-fi and you got to read the books and like people have different names and they copy their DNA on other people and it's, it's super strange, but they're called the same name just with a different like additional moniker to it. It's very strange and I just don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's been successful. I think people like, people, especially playing Halo and stuff, there's a lot of ways you can take Halo, and I think there's a lot of success you can have with Halo in like off the wall stories, some of which I want to talk about a little later. But the Forerunner thing, ah, they, I think they fumbled it, and I think they need to course correct and stop trying to go near it. Like the Didac was cool; he could have been cool, like as a main antagonist for the new trilogy. But Atriox is just so much cooler, so much better, and he's he's digestible, right? He's a brute who who was a badass. He didn't like the Covenant. He started whooping the Covenant too, and he's like a nice rival for Chief right now. And that's what you need. The Didact never, he never felt like a true rival to Chief. He was there, and yeah, yeah, quick time event that killed him at the end, and that was it. I loved that campaign, but it wasn't because of him. Yeah, and it's almost like Atriox has a little bit of humanity to him. He's a yeah, like you understood villain. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not relatable, but you understand his the well, prophets didn't, didn't kept sending Cortana him out to destroy totally his homeworld. Yeah, yeah, Cortana did destroy his homeworld, but he's, the reason he, he left the Covenant and started the Banish was because they kept sending him out, his brutes out on the front line to essentially, you know, they're like expendable. They're the expendables. They kept going out front line, expecting him never to come back. He kept coming back every time and he got tired of being sent out essentially to die and then he just started he was like i'm over this just started yeah, whooping. that is that is way more relatable of a villain as an antagonist than forerunners yeah, yeah and i think that they're like just not even superior that they're it's like they're so superior that it's not even like oh we think we're better than you and we're conquerors they're just kind of like you yeah, are, and they did, and they cataloged humanity, and like that, <laughs> yeah. you get into the weird stuff, like oh, the mantle and all that stuff. It's like it's, it's too sci-fi. Like you can go that direction, but keep it in the books and don't make it like official canon stuff. Because like Star Wars had some stuff like that too, where it, it it gets a little too sci-fi. But there's some good side stories you can have, but keep them grounded. Like I said, Halo, there's a groundedness to it, and there's yes, it's it's formed in a lot of tropes, and it leans on a lot of pop culture stuff and just spins it in its own kind of way and combines a few things, but it, it works and it's fun. Um, I just think it's the wrong direction. That said, I'll probably check out the book just to talk about it on here. <laughs> if I even can, I can tell you, I read the entire, the forerunner trilogy of books and they were the most confusing things ever. And I remember reading them because they were like, yeah, it's going to be important for Halo 4 and then into Halo 5. And it, other than knowing who the librarian and who the didact were, they were pointless reads. It just confused me more. Anyway, speaking of Halo 5 and confusing storylines, today, at the time of recording this, is Halo 5's seventh birthday. 
it's kind of crazy. It's been seven years since that game's come out. Honestly, it's been seven years since it died too. <laughs> Pretty much. But I did just want to like go over any kind of like good memories or takeaways from that game. So for me, I got a few takeaways. Some of them are positive. Like I do think the tying the shields to sprint was a positive thing. I think what they tried to do, which in retrospect seems kind of lazy with the multiplayer maps where each map had two maps and they were a variation of things. It was like, it was one of those ideas that sounded probably cool on paper, but in actuality it didn't play fun. It was weird. It felt lazy. Warzone and the rec packs, I actually didn't mind those all that bad. Warzone was actually kind of fun. The rec packs were, they were okay. I didn't waste a bunch of money in them, but they didn't feel, uh, they didn't feel quite as predatory as a lot of the microtransactions did, especially during that time frame. That was when microtransactions were at its worst. I thought Halo did it kind of, kind of well. Oh, and th- but the biggest thing, and it, this is what I remember from Halo Five the most, storyline-wise, campaign-wise, other than the fact that it just ruined Halo Four, left off in such a good note, storyline-wise, and then you just drove it into the dirt. You brought back Blue Team. So you had Fred, Linda, and Kelly in the game for the first time with no explanation. Where were they for the first four games? You just brought them back and didn't. You just whipped it out on the table, and that was it. You were supposed to just roll with it. Like, what is that about? I remember the disingenuous marketing where you were supposed to be hunting chief. You know, he was this big bad guy. He was going rogue and you're Locke and like they really wanted to push Locke as like this new cool Spartan that everybody he was essentially going to take over. I think 343 thought, oh, you know, people are tired of Chief. It's time for new blood. This is what people want. This is going to be the next era. And that just made us hate him so much more. But that's pretty much my thoughts on Halo 5. How about y'all? If we're going with positives out of Halo 5. You can go with a few negatives too. I know you got a lot of negatives, but my one, my one positive from Halo 5 was Warzone, and not even the PvP Warzone. Oh, no, I didn't like that. Like, the Warzone Firefight is what I was talking about. Yep, Warzone, Warzone Firefight is 100% where I spent most of my time in Halo 5. Halo 5, for me, was kind of the beginning of the end for multiplayer, uh, well, not even the beginning of the end. I, I feel like it was the end of the multiplayer just because of the strict skill-based matchmaking. I, I feel like that's where it started creeping in. It, it started in 4, honestly, but it didn't feel as bad in 4, I don't think. But well, 5 ga- was when it was really noticeable. 4 wasn't built to be... So 4 was back when they were trying to lean into the Call of Duty a little bit more. 5 is when they were like, okay, we're going to make our own and we're going to make this like super competitive arena style game with our own mechanics. We're going to put in the thruster. We're going to put in the Spartan charge and the slam. That is the first game where I think 343 was like, okay, this is going to be our Halo, right? We're making our version of the game and people people hated it. I don't think it was a bad game. Like if it didn't have the Halo name on it, I think people would have honestly liked it more. But putting Halo on it, it just didn't feel right. You know what? Another positive? Breakout. I really liked Breakout. I think that I was a good idea. Breakout. I did. And it's one of the things super basic. One of my other dislikes besides the super strict skill based matchmaking is I think I did 
I did rank Onyx in like one playlist for one of the seasons, and then that was that was it. Like that's I didn't play past that ever. <laughs> I think I tried to come back to it like a year or two later and just it felt so terrible. I felt like I was still in the same exact lobbies. It just ramped me right back up to Onyx level and I was like, I am I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And I, I, I ranked Onyx and SWAT. I was trying to get death Death and I were having who we will have hopefully on the show someday, at least one of these podcasts we have. He was really trying to get to champion and he was all he was super close to getting champion. Like to the point where it was like infuriating to me that he was that close and I could not catch him. And he was like, Oh, this game's easy. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, no, it's not. But yeah, no, it was it was the super sweaty. There were some positives, there were some negative. There was more negatives than positives, but I don't think saying that there was nothing good that they put into that game is accurate. And honestly, they kind of needed to have that that much of a stumble with Halo 5 to course correct. Now, did they get it right with Infinite? They got a lot of things right with Infinite. The design of Infinite, I think, is fine. I just think it's, like I said, I think it's a lot of the back-end decisions. I'm so glad that they did not bring back the ground pound and the shoulder charge from 5. Those needed to go. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, that's a happy birthday, Halo 5. Seven years. Makes me feel old. The last topic I want to hit... This can be super quick, just depends on how much of a rabbit hole we want to go down. But since it's October and we're close to Halloween, I wanted to kind of go into the horror aspect that was present in Halo Combat Evolved that they never went back to. It's like iconic when you first meet the Flood and, you know, the way Bungie did it was you think the Covenant is like the biggest threat, right? The The whole game, they set it up. They're like the big, scary, big bads. And then about halfway through the campaign, you see them dying and you're like, oh, nobody came through here. Like, what is slaughtering these, the Covenant like this? And then it's, you know, Flood. As Chief, you feel like a badass. You feel like, okay, I can kill anything. Uh, so the way they set it up was, you know, you're you're going through a, a Marine's helmet reliving like his. And Bungie never hit that again. 343's never even tried a scary moment, which... I think it's a huge disservice. I think there's potential, especially for like a side game, to do horror. But my thing is, I kind of wanted to see if you guys had any ideas that wouldn't be just, oh, let's do another flood thing, right? So everybody can say, okay, you're a Marine or you're an ODST and you're like, you're meeting the flood and there's zombies. And, you know, that's easy mode for a horror game in the Halo universe, right? What would be another idea? You couldn't be a Spartan, right? Because at this point, you couldn't even do it. So one of the things I was thinking was, okay, call the game Harvest, right? And you're just a human and you're meeting the, like the Covenant because that's the first attack. They're seeing the Covenant for the first time. You're just a human and you just see these people being slaughtered by elites and ugly little grunts with methane tanks and yada yada. But that I think there's more potential than that even. But Harvest would be like a no-brainer, right? Harvest one would be a no-brainer, but I don't know if the Covenant will ever be scary again because we know the covenant right and you're you're not scared of stuff you know anymore we've been dealing with the covenant for 23 yeah, years there's, there's potential there to kind of play you do a different version of the covenant where yeah they they have kind of the same looks and the same features but you give them horror aspects especially if you're playing as just a a regular human right you give them horror aspects because when you see them as a Spartan or as like a Marine, 
they're the enemy. They look, I mean, most of them look kind of goofy, sci-fi, alien, you know. But if you did it, dim lighting, you give them some, like, real gritty texture, you know, and make it so you can't understand them at all. Yeah. And it's just weird vocal noises. You can 100% play with that. Yeah. And like I said, it would just, you know, you're talking about setting it on harvest, not going with the flood idea. Yeah. The flood idea is easy, right? Yeah. The flood idea is super easy. I think that's, that's so much of a shoe in that it's not even fun to even play with that concept anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then basically at that point you just, you just have zombies because the flood are just infecting other humans. Yeah. I mean, my mind was running wild. I was even thinking like, okay, what if it's like, what if you're not even human? What if you're like a grunt and it's like the covenant the first time, like they're like scooping up the grunts to like make them, you know, part of the covenant, anything or, or you're a grunt and it's a game where like you're fighting on one of the planets doesn't have to be even anything that's in canon right now where the UNSC sends in Spartans and like you see Spartans coming through slaughtering people and that's where they got like the moniker demons but you're seeing it through their eyes and it is like they look like demons you know what I mean to them like you're seeing it you're you're tiny there's all kinds of stuff you could do yeah um, I don't know if you could do the grunt thing though they're like that I like it I like the idea but it it's almost too goofy to work oh I know I know do you think if they were like, okay, we'll go back to a horror touch. Like I said, I don't think the flood will ever be scary again. Do you think they could have had a real opportunity with this endless game? Uh, the, introducing a new bad guy, right? Uh, like a, a new version of the flood that's not just flood, right? The forerunners weren't scary either. Reintroducing, are they called the endless or is it, that's just the name? What are they called? What is she from Infinite? I forget what she is. The Harbinger. But like the endless... It would make sense of like that. That seems very close to like the flood because you think of the flood, they're, they're endless. As long as they have a food source, you'll never stop them, right? But with that kind of name, you could make a, you could make a good horror thing. But I don't know if you could make a good horror concept and have it be seen through Chief's eyes, right? Because he's Chief now. He's twenty three years of him just stomping everything like it's nothing. And when something does like step up to him and starts to whoop him. It don't sit right with me. Like, I'm like, no, you're chief. Like, you beat any threat. So I don't know how they do it, but I, I just, uh, like I said, it, just as we get near Halloween, I was trying to think of ideas and just try to shop you guys if you think Halo and horror should come back together and if there's a possibility, even like a side story, if it would work. It would definitely be a cool spinoff to see. You couldn't have multiplayer or anything, though. And I think putting Halo on it and not releasing multiplayer, people would instantly be furious. You could if you did it Left 4 Dead style. You do that, but then you put Firefight in that game so that it's like zombies. I mean, you could do it, but who are we kidding? 343 can't even release one good game, let alone... You'd have to give it to another studio. Just let another studio work on a side project. I'm, I'm curious now. I want to see it. You can, even, you can even have the setting on Earth. You know, it might happen. Someone might come up with a sweet concept like this and forge it. That would be pretty cool, but I don't think you can mess with the models well enough. The lighting, yes. Oh, you're right. Maybe on PC you could. I mean, uh, it wouldn't be. It yeah, wouldn't be sanctioned at all. Modding. Like, give them some gnarly skins. I think there's potential there, and I'd love to see it. Will we ever see it? No. Will we ever see 
any touch of horror come back into Halo, period. Probably not. Like I said, they haven't really played with that concept since Halo 1, but I think it works really. I think they tried to hint at it a little bit in ODST, you know, making you weaker. But at that point, you're going against brutes and stuff, and it's like, okay, like yeah, I'm weaker, but I've played with brutes. You know what I mean? They're not new. They're not threatening to me anymore. It has to be something fresh. Even if you're putting me in a weaker body, I need... It's got to be something new and unknown. That's what's scary. The unknown. You want to cap this off with the 20 questions? Yeah, let's let's go for the 20 questions. We're going to we're going to keep it simple this week. I'm going to give you the category. The category is weapons. It is a weapon. So, I want a clarification on the rules. Yeah. When we say weapon, you don't mean so there is a lot of gray area here cuz technically, what's their face is the weapon. Technically, Spartans are weapons. It is it is a, a wieldable It is a wieldable weapon. Okay, so it cannot be like the Mac Cannon. Correct. That's poo on you because you can use a Mac Cannon at the end of the Reach campaign. But anyway, yeah. conquest. Okay. Yes, if you can, if you can wield it. Well, you don't I'll, wield I'll it though. It <laughs> so if you were talking about the Mac Cannon in Infinite. No, that's not a real weapon. Yeah, I beg to disagree. <laughs> oh, he. This is some cheap. No, it's not. It's not. It's. Trust this me. is gonna just, be just, just, just go down the line of questioning. I have a cheap one that I could have. Okay, Conquest, you want to start? Uh, okay, so it's a weapon, mm-hmm. right? And no, yeah, that's no not a question. That's just the category. You can you can ask games, whatever. Uh, is it a weapon created by Bungie? Yes. Does this weapon shoot plasma? No. Is it uh, fully automatic? No. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That rules out a lot. By Bungie, doesn't shoot plasma. Not fully automatic, huh? I mean, that leaves Sniper, BR, DMR. There's still, there are surprisingly a lot of weapons in Halo. Rockets, yeah. shotgun. <laughs> Hold on, I'm thinking. I, I got to create this list in my head. Rocket, shotgun. Is this considered a power weapon? Yes. So no BR, no DMR. Is this a man-made weapon? I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> okay. Because it's going to confuse you either way. I would think of a different question. I would start thinking about... We're only like four questions. This is the fourth question. No more hints. Yeah. We don't need no hints yet. Okay. We're going to get it. Just target locator. No, but... uh, That's a good one. That's a deep cut, dude. <laughs> We're done now. I didn't even no, but, think uh, of no. the target locator. Wow. So obviously, if it's in the game, then we've used it. So that means Chief has used it. Um, okay. It doesn't use plasma. That's what he said. If you, I'll give you the hint. If you reword that a little bit, you might be on a better. It, it might be a better question. I have an idea. I mean, technically, needles aren't plasma either. But I don't think that's what he's. I don't think that's where we're going because needler's it's automatic. That's needler rifles automatic. It's a better question, though. But it's not. I wouldn't ask that one specifically. Is this weapon on reach? I don't think this weapon was on reach. So, I can word this several ways, but I'm going to word this. Is this weapon used by flying enemies? No. So it's not the Sentinel Beam. Is this weapon a one-hit kill? 
Yes. Really? Does this weapon hold two or less rounds before needing to reload? No. Okay, so it's got at least three rounds in it. That could be sniper. That that rules out grenade will, launcher. Okay, I'll I'll reword the answer. <clears throat> it does not have rounds. What? Okay, I know what it is. Yeah. Mm, I would be careful. Oh wait, 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 not in reach. No, no, no. Not in conquest. Conquest question was on reach. Wait a wait a damned minute. What do you mean? What's the difference between in reach and on reach? It was in reach. I'll give you that as a freebie. That yeah, well, that's my question. <laughs> reach is a planet. It was never on reach. But it was in reach? It was in the game? In the game. That's well, interesting because the game is, is on reach most of the game. Yeah. Not and the multiplayer. So, Conquest, let's run through this. Yeah. It's on reach. Sniper, yeah, but in reach, but that was on reach too. I can't think of a single weapon that was in the reach multiplayer that was not in the campaign at some point. Okay. Because I was thinking laser, because that doesn't have rounds, but I know the second to last level when you're when you're fighting off those tanks, there is a there is a laser on the wall out there beside outside Halsey's lab where you get Cortana. So it cannot be the laser. It's not the grenade launcher because that's also there. Rockets are there too. And it's a weapon. It's not a Mac cannon. What was in the, what was in the, the, the multiplayer sandbox that wasn't in the campaign that is a weapon? Like I was thinking, is he taking like technicalities and throwing vehicle that's what I'm thinking. It's vehicle. It's got, I'm thinking it's a vehicle thing, right? You're at eight questions, and you're 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 on pretty good track. And just for clarification on the rules, you can't. So we're not counting like like the saber cannons, like the alt fire for saber. That's not a weapon, right? I'm trying to think of what the saber cannon even is. The sabers, the like the X wings. They have oh, like no. I wasn't even. I wasn't even thinking of that. This seems like it's going to be a technicality. I'm already challenging this decision. <laughs> I have faith in you guys. And I, I could be wrong, but I, I did a search. And I'm pretty sure. I'm like ninety-eight percent sure it was not on reach. So what are we thinking here? The only two things I can think of. That were in reach, but not on reach. If he was going to do some loophole where he's counting vehicle weapons, where the Revenant, is it a Revenant? I think it's called a Revenant. That red, like, tank thing that was Covenant. Yeah, well, okay, here, hold on a second. Let's just, we'll just say, um, is this a weapon attached to a vehicle? No. Does a specific enemy type, oh, no, that can't work either because you said it's not in the campaign. Unless he's pulling some BS where it's on, like you you fight him on the, like when you go up with George after the saber fight, which is technically not on reach, it's above reach. That would be a little deep. Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't trust you at this point. Was this weapon introduced prior to Halo 3? No. Okay, so it's, it's, it's got to be Halo 3 or reach. That rules out a lot of guns. 
So that was question number 10. Okay. Do you want a hint? Not yet. Okay. Then go down go down your line of thought. Hear it. Can't be Hammer. Technically, Hammer was introduced in Halo 2. It wasn't in Halo 2. Uh, doesn't use plasma, though. However. that that is That is a good line of thinking, though. Because it does not use plasma. It's a power weapon? This is 100% a power weapon. It can one, one hit kill. Really? Yep. Did it continue past rage? It was in at least one game after reach, and it may be in two games after reach. And a Halo 5 rec pack. Uh, <laughs> so it can't be the plasma launcher. We know that. It wasn't in the campaign. Ooh. Uh, no, not if it was in another game. And I can't think of what the name of that gun even is. Uh, it's it's essentially just like the Sentinel Beam, but it's purple. And that gun was not in the campaign that I know of. But that was never featured again. I forget what that gun was even called, actually. When you say one-hit kill, you mean one-hit kill, right? Not one-hit melee. So we got to rule out maulers. You got to rule out the brute shot. It's not laser... Is the weapon tied to a specific faction? Every weapon is right. That's a stupid question. Disregard that. Is this known to be... Like, is this a... Is it a humanity weapon? Like, it's tied to humanity? Or is it not? Do you want me to answer that it is tied to humanity? But they didn't make it, right? It's tied to them, but they didn't make it, per se. Its functionality is not human, but its aesthetic is. Doesn't even make any sense doesn't even make what sense. What is that? Railgun? Yeah, the railgun was not introduced until 4. Is this going to be one that when you say it, we're going to be like, oh, no way. Or is this like some ridiculous variation on something? Is that your question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this is me judging your question. <laughs> um, oh, What's the question? Is this a weapon variant? <laughs> <laughs> it is. That means it is. Count that against us, because it's clearly a weapon variant. It, uh, it is one of the first weapon variants, and one of the most well-known, to be honest. And it in was reaches in reach, but not on reach. Is it a melee weapon? Yes. Is it a golf club? I was thinking <laughs> that. I was thinking that, but that's not fair. Is that the question? <laughs> That's not even fair. It is. It is the Seven Wood, aka the Golf Club. What's stupid is I was thinking in Halo Three Forge. I was gonna say I, I thought about it. Something. I, I I kept going around. I was thinking, okay, it can't be the sword, but it, okay, it doesn't have rounds. And I was like, okay, well, shotgun has shells. And I was thinking, okay, but it's it is an energy alien. Weapon. Yeah, I'm thinking. Let's say okay. Maybe it's like one of those like weird like planet destroyer things that look like like I was like all but I was like that was in the campaign that's not I don't know if we can ever even do this again because we came up with so many deep cuts there that like stuff I had forgotten about like you saying the target locator and whatever that what is that purple gun I'm thinking of (laughs) I have no idea the focus rifle that's what it's called I don't even remember mix of the beam rifle and the sentinel beam it's essentially it looked like the beam rifle, but it shot like the sentinel beam. It just had super long range. 
It yeah, sucked. It was like a. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, the concussion rifle would have got me too. I totally forgot about that one. Decent. Bravo conquest. I was thinking. I was thinking golf club, but I was like, he's not going to go there. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah you said well, hammer he... multiple times, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> well, once he said, once he said, okay, it's in the multiplayer. So I was thinking, okay, forge, and I'm thinking, there's a bunch of forge maps, and then there's like game modes, and I was thinking, okay, well, you have grip ball and i was like oh and then there's like the like the golf one <laughs> yeah i thought he was gonna yeah, pull like the good. scarab gun and i was like i don't even know if he's ever even seen the scarab gun but it is like a famous halo one that's why i was trying to roll out halo 2 immediately because you have to like glitch the game to get it yeah but it is cool anyway with that we're at the end of the episode next week we'll get into more news as it occurs and as always we want to thank you for hanging out if you have any topics you'd like to talk, to, or you'd like us to talk about, or just want to tell us how we're doing, you can always reach us at halotmbpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at the Master Brief. In the meantime, this has been the Master Brief Podcast. We'll see you next week.